0: L-A-S. Join us for Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest, a game where teams of adventurers navigate through a classic choose-your-path-to-adventure story with the goal of winning prizes from locally-owned businesses in the Cedar Rapids-Iowa City corridor. Each episode is fun, new, and exciting. Listen to the story and then see if you would make the same decisions as our team's. Will our teams travel to the tops of the Himalayas as they search for the exclusive Yeti? Will they dive to the bottom of the ocean to search for the lost city of Atlantis? Or will they travel through space and time as they explore distant planets and discover new forms of life? Which team will be your favorite? Will they enter the glorious hallways of the Adventurers Hall of Fame by winning the season championship? Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. New episodes release every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts and many other exclusive benefits, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and to get started, visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. So come and join us for an adventure. And always remember, the choice is yours.
1: yo guys and welcome to the innovative creative where we help designers and clients better understand design using an alternative way of thought i'm your host devin and today we're going to be talking about the ability to scale with website builders which ones scale which ones don't and which ones you want to stay away from um basically there's a lot to go into this one so i'll try to keep it as short as possible like i normally do but yeah with that being said let's get right into it So website builders, uh, I've used so many website builders that it can make someone's head spin. But uh, I'm here to tell you which ones work, which ones don't, which ones can scale, which ones can't. And I think I have some honorable mentions in here. Um, but uh, since since we are on the topic of website builders, let's talk about the ones that can scale dramatically. And the first one, which I have a vendetta with, is WordPress. WordPress is one that can scale dramatically and you can add functionality. You can take away functionality. There's so many plugins out there, but I hate developing for it. Oh my gosh, it's so terrible. But it is really good for what it does. It takes a lot of account into what you want to do with it. Like I said, there's a plugin out there for everything, which means it's modular. So you can add takeaway functionality, things like that. And it just makes things... Easier to do. Like you can use theme builders, you can use theme editors, you can use all these things that you could uh, put into it, and it just works. Now, it could also work as hard as your server. And what I mean by that is basically, if you have a slow server, a shared server, or anything like that, it's just not WordPress isn't going to work as fast as you want it to. But if you have a server with a lot of power, like maybe like eight gigabyte of RAM a terabyte hard drive, a dedicated CPU with like 16 cores and stuff like that, it can pretty much make your WordPress the fastest WordPress out there. So when you are taking that into account of making it scalable, you can pretty much increase the, let's see, the server space or the server um, capacity is the word I'm going to use, the server capacity so that way you can make it so that way you can do all the things that you need to do that is that is out there. Now, my next tip is that you have to know a little bit about this platform in order to use it. It requires an intermediate amount of knowledge. So what I mean by that is you're probably going to end up wearing, uh, reading some documentation that you don't understand. and You probably have to try and understand it basically to try to get to where you need to be. There's also some uh, documentation on like the theme builders and things like that. It just really all depends on what you want to do with it and how you want to build with it. And it's fit for clients, developers, and designers. So designers can put a design out for WordPress and they can pretty much design something that is there and then the developer can put it together. And the clients can pretty much manage all the things based on uh, based on what they need managed and things like that. Developers can create custom plugins things like that and then put you up there but enough about WordPress because I don't like talking about it and let's get into Shopify this one can scale dramatically but there's a catch it's for e-commerce easiest thing it's the easiest thing that you can uh, use for e-commerce it has payment options already built into it you don't have to do very much of anything the back-end interface is just beautiful uh, everything is usually everything is manageable all the plugins that you get for Shopify are just pretty much a part of the platform. Oh, excuse me. So you can be assured that it works unlike WordPress, because if you don't update that thing, uh, you can get hacked and that's, that's not fun, not fun at all. But uh, let's get back into Shopify. It has all the tools you need to build a website and an e-commerce website platform as well. So you don't necessarily have to use the e-commerce part of Shopify, but, that's kind of like not fun. You, you you have to use the e-commerce part because that's what it's literally built for. But it's fit for clients and developers. Designers can be a part of this. There are some builders out there for it and you can design some things into it and things like that. But I personally did not have the best time trying to get all that taken care of. I'm a developer as well and I like to play with new platforms and they have a whole developer platform interface. So you can like pretty much integrate themes and things like that. But that's not nothing... Uh, I wanted to get into, even though like it's it's pretty easy and this template language is something that I've learned, uh, but I'm getting a little bit too off topic. I want to go- talk about how it is the easiest thing to get into if you're a client or uh, if you're, uh, yeah, pretty much if you're a client. So essentially the reason why it's the easiest thing to get into is because they have a easy entry for all of the things that you can do you can import your products you can manage your products you can do all the things you can edit the content and things like that and it just makes things easier but that moves me to my next platform which is webflow this one it was one that i started with and it actually taught me how to css and code and html and all that other stuff all that jazz uh it is an amazing platform it is built for designers and clients the cms part of it is just amazing it's always growing. They always looking to pretty much put things out there that makes it better. So that way it can become a one stop shop platform. There are no plugins for it. Uh, and I say that loosely because the plugins that are there, if you would, it, it depend, depending on what you classify as a plugin. Is pretty much everything you already need to build a website. Um, it's something that is just amazing. You can design to your heart's content in there. If you're a designer, you don't have to know any code or anything like that. And if you do happen to know code, when you export it out, it gives you a beautiful HTML interface with all the code exported out nicely. Just, just, it's just, it's just an awesome platform. I've used it for, since, since the beta actually. And they, when they first came out, I was like, this is amazing. And I thought, yeah, I can go ahead and do this and do that. And then I got limited by the design aspects and the things that I wanted to do with it. Uh, at the time, so I ended up moving away from it, but only because I wanted more control over the design and how I wanted to uh, load and things like that. Not saying that Webflow is a bad platform, that that platform is amazing. But like I said before, it's fit for designers, mostly. Actually, it's, it's, it's made for designers, and it's made for uh, clients as well. Developers can get into it too. They have a code interface that you can use and um, put insert uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, custom JavaScript, but that's, that's pretty much all they have. They also have um, APIs that you can integrate into as well. So if you're on the developer side of that, then I would say, yeah, go ahead and get into that. All right, next platform, which is the last platform that is really easy to scale, is Wix. This is something that I started with when I was designing as well. Uh, it came right before Webflow, and it is a really, really awesome platform. I was using it to design websites back when they were using Flash, and man, this, this is a long time ago. This, I got flashbacks. Anyways, uh, <laughs> basically, uh, Wix is super easy to get into if you're a new uh, client who just started a business or anything like that. They uh, give you enough freedom to pretty much make all the decisions that you need with the platform. And what I mean by that is they make it so that way you can change almost every aspect, but some aspects that you can't change and that's, that's some aspects you can't change and that's perfectly fine if you're a client. So if you wanted to bootstrap your business, get your website out as quickly as possible, that's one of the little, that's one of the things you want to go ahead and just get out there and go ahead and get, get it taken care of. Um, and there's tons of templates out there to customize to your needs. You can customize the colors. You can it's a drag and drop website builder. But yeah, um, don't want to get in too much into that because I want to talk about the next segment builders that cannot scale well. All right. So builders that cannot scale well. So Squarespace, although they are really, really good at what they do for design wise. They give you the tools to pretty much manage a website. You don't have to do a lot on and it's nice, but it is very limiting if you want to add any other types of functionality like subscriptions or anything like that. And it's not, it's, and I won't say that it's uh, bad, It's but it's really good for uh, starting businesses and niche startups and niche shops and things like that. So say, for instance, you want to start a business where you're a mom and pop shop that are selling scarves and things like that. Talking about you, Emily. And essentially, you want to just pretty much just not have to manage like fifteen hundred things and things like that. They have an e-commerce part of the website where you can manage that and go through there and you just pretty much put everything where it needs to be. And it's nice. It's 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 really nice for clients Now, as far as designers, it's not very nice considering that you won't be able to design anything. You would just be able to use the templates. The furthest you'll be able to design is the custom CSS, which is, in fact, you can make the design whatever you want to. But that's just a lot of work. You don't want to go ahead and do that. But uh, you do have beautiful templates that you can customize. You do have... Uh, a knack they do have a knack for clean and consistent design so if this is something that you just want to get out there go ahead and get on, get on get a website out there as quickly as possible that looks dope that looks good that looks awesome use squarespace but don't use it if you plan to scale now my next platform and (laughs) james is probably gonna laugh at me for this one but uh if you don't know who james is james welbs uh part of apex design great guy one of my best friends awesome but, uh, essentially the build builder that I'm talking about is the GoDaddy website builder. And I have used it the newer one and it is not half bad. And I say that because it's, it's not half bad from the client perspective, from a designer perspective, I think it's trash, but it is really good at managing content on your site and great. If you don't need your uh, site to do a lot, it, it works. If you don't need a lot, uh, that's exactly what the GoDaddy website builder is for. You you want to make sure that you like manage the site and manage the content and things like that. You want to just make sure you do all the things. If you if you are confident that you are not going to hit any walls at all and you're just gonna stay where you are and stay where you are where it needs to be. Uh, you, you are where you need to be, you can go with GoDaddy website builder. If you're confident that you're gonna be able to need to scale, then nah. Don't don't, don't go don't go don't go daddy. Don't go go GoDaddy website builder. That is a tongue twister. But yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much it. If you guys want to help me out with this podcast and get the word out and things like that, go ahead and subscribe to my podcast. You can also uh, give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and things like that and share it with your friends. And this podcast is made possible by the LAS Podcast Network. Without them, I might want to be able to record as consistently as I am and they give a platform for creators to get out there. If you would like to know about some bonus content and ad free episodes, go to lespodcastnetwork.com. And you'll be supporting local creators like me and everyone else a part of LES Podcast Network. But yeah, that's all I got. Catch you guys in the next one. Peace.